0: I wonder who was up at dawn this morning? Anyone up at dawn? Probably most of us. It was 8.44am today, so hopefully most of us were up. Maybe some, I think some of my, my household were not quite, quite there at that point. Um, well, that, that's the theme of our Christmas gathering today. It's, it's dawn. Dawn is a special time, isn't it? It signifies a, a rising hope, a, a, a future, a light. And today, it signifies presence. Presents. Now it'd be great to see. If, has anyone brought a present they would could show us? As get yeah, no. Can you come and show us? What? Oh, what have we got there? Anyone else? Come on up if you have got one. Be good to see. I don't know if the cameras can see. What, so a guitar case, brilliant. Oh, and, and is that a bass guitar or a, a bass guitar? Bass guitar, which you're strumming away here. Good job. Okay, that looks amazing. Brilliant. Hey, who else has got a present? Lydia, what have we got over there? I'm just going to go over here. A hat. Just tell us what you've got. A hat. A hat, nice. And that's got, is it Lat, what does it say on it? Latvia. Latvia, nice, good stuff. <laughs> okay, because you're from there, kind of, <laughs> half and half. Uh, anyone else? Who's, who's got a present? Any adults? Okay, any kids? <laughs> yes, okay, what have we got over here? Top
1: mobile.
0: Nina it has got a, a, what's it called, a top Model. Top model. What's it a top model? <laughs>
1: and it's watercolour.
0: Am I meant to know that or not?
1: Honestly,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a watercolour set. A watercolour set. Oh, amazing, brilliant. Thank you, Nina. That's great. Anyone else got a present? Yeah, Connor. What have you got? I got a new guitar. Oh, the, is that Connor's got a new guitar? The one you were, the one you were playing yeah. over there. Oh, it sounded incredible. But I'm sure it wasn't just the c- guitar that sounded good. It was you. <laughs> Finn, is that something there? What's Finn got? What's this called? What's that? Just a wee, a wee kiss for the microphone. Cater- it's ca- caterpillar. caterpillar. Caterp- That's amazingly pr- um, articulate. <laughs> Good job, a caterpillar. Lovely. Anyone else got a present to show us? Great. I reckon there's some adults who are hiding them. No one? Oh, we got one here. Last one, okay. What's it? Oh, <laughs> very nice. So, is that what's that? Do you, you a... see what it is? You, could, you know what it is. is it's a lot. La- it's an alligator. Alligator. Is it an alligator? <laughs> Good job. Okay, that's fine. Oh, well done. Well done. Great. Well, it's great to see all those presents that you've received so soon after, or maybe even before, dawn today. Now, a group from this church have been reading this book called A Radiant Dawn. A Radiant Dawn. So help us think about this idea of the the period leading up to Christmas and the dawn that it is. Now, that book's been really helpful to me as I've prepared this short, short thought for today. And today we're going to be thinking about the elderly couple called Zechariah and Elizabeth, who were expecting an unexpected baby. Zechariah is an old Jewish priest, and his wife, Elizabeth, was related to Mary, that's Jesus' mother. And we read a bit of their story already. Elizabeth was too old to have a baby. And Zechariah was told by an angel that his prayers would be answered. This is what the angel said. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. Now, Zechariah, kind of understandably maybe, didn't believe the angel. They were far too old for a baby. But she became pregnant. Now, Zechariah became unable to speak until his birth because he wouldn't believe. And at that point at the birth, he agreed that the baby's name would be John. And that broke from the customs of the time when they'd call a baby after his father. Now, as soon as Zechariah was able to speak... He opens his mouth, praising God in song, and I'm going to invite Laura back up just now. He's very kindly agreed to sing the song for us. Oh, okay, oh okay, oh no, is it? I thought you said no. Is that not okay? <laughs> okay, there you go. She's going to read the song for us.
1: He did offer for, for me to sing, and I said no, thank you. <laughs> to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days.
0: Thank you, Laura. So, hopefully, we can look at in in this passage just very briefly, two very brief thoughts as we look back and look forward to future hope. But first, we're going to look back to promise fulfilled. And so, as Zechariah looks back, two Old Testament figures come to mind. One figure is King David, who's Israel's greatest king. Now, God promised Israel's greatest king that the universe's eternal king would be raised up from his family line. It took a thousand years. But in Jesus, the adopted son of Joseph, who's a descendant of David, God had raised up a horn, that's a king, of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his prophets, holy prophets of long ago. So that's one figure. The other figure is Abraham. God swore an oath to Abraham almost two millennia beforehand, and he said, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And he goes on saying various other things. He has one unique descendant in mind, as he says this, and as he promises to King David too. One particular son of Abraham with the power to secure such a great outcome. 1,800 years later, that descendant was about to be born, and his name is Jesus. This dawn of Jesus' birth signals God's promises fulfilled. Now God's promises are always fulfilled. In fact, Mary, Jesus's mother, spoke of this same truth in her own song earlier in Luke's account. She said, "For no word from God will ever fail." In this new dawn at the first Christmas, God's promises of ages past are starting to be fulfilled, and Zechariah is brimming with joy at the thought. So we've seen promise fulfilled. Now, in the second part of the song, we see hope promised. Hope promised. Jesus' birth at that first Christmas brought the promises of the past to their fulfillment and signaled a hope for the future. That first part of Zechariah's song reviewed the fulfilled promises of the past, and the second part prophesies the promised hope of the future. So first, Zechariah speaks about his own son, John. He looks ahead to Jesus, describing him, As the rising sun. And if Jesus is pictured as this, this this morning sunrise, then John can be described as the pre dawn prophet. His role will be to awaken a slumbering Israel, going before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Now, suppose we only had the first part of this song. We might think that he was expecting John to be a political or military leader for Israel, to rescue them. But the second half of this song suggests otherwise. John isn't destined to train an army or to gather a political movement. He will prepare Israel to receive the forgiveness of their sins, exposing their broken relationship with God, which only Jesus can mend. John is the pre-dawn prophet, and immediately after him comes Jesus, Jesus the radiant dawn so john will give god's people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our god by which the rising sun that's jesus will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to give our feet to guide our feet into the path of peace now this poetic phrase the radiant dawn comes from the first line of a piece of Advent music written by a Scottish man called Sir James Macmillan. And its text is one that churches have traditionally sung on the 21st of December every year. That's the shortest and darkest day of the year for over one and a half thousand years. Now, on that day, the shortest and darkest, we can declare the victory of eternal light. The dawn has come. Zechariah has also borrowed this phrase, the rising sun. It comes from prophets, from Uh, Isaiah and Malachi and they prophesied the dawning of an inextinguishable light and what we have here is the culmination of those promises as they look forward to say Jesus is that promised light for us today, darkness must give way before him the brokenness of the world will flee from the light in his forgiveness and the shadow of death will vanish Now, I wonder how you feel about the experience of Christmas today For many, it's a really happy and joyful time. But for many others, that shadow of darkness looms, and the peace we know we're meant to enjoy is swallowed up by the realities of our stories, whatever they may be. The sadness of an estranged family and friend, the empty seat of a lost loved one, the shards of broken family, ill health, the longing for companionship, the dissatisfaction with our lot in life, the frustration when we can't be the person we want to be. In this place is exactly where we need to be reminded of the radiant dawn. That cool pink light gives way to a bright radiant light, melting away the darkness. Now that doesn't remove the reality of sad things right now, not at all. But the radiant dawn gives hope of a full morning and a bright midday sun that's never going to end. Bethlehem's light will continue. Christmas dawn gives a radiant hope. At times it may seem extinguished, but eventually it will entirely banish the darkness. And it points forward to a new creation where the brokenness is fixed. Zechariah's song is carried on an overwhelming tide of God's mercy. Because of the truth of the first half of his song, we can trust in the hope of the second. The tender mercy of our God will shine on those living in darkness, the brokenness, the despair, the shadow of death. And he will guide our feet to the path of peace. None of that's deserved. It all flows from freely out of the tender mercy of our God. So, before we run into the rest of the hustle and bustle, or perhaps the sadness and the grief that this day might bring us, let's still our hearts just for 20 seconds. And ask, are we carried by this tide of God's tender mercy? He has fulfilled his promises of the past. And he has promised a great hope for the future. In Jesus, our radiant dawn, forgiveness of sins, light, banishing darkness, peace everlasting. Let's just pause for 20 seconds and I'll pray and then we'll have the band back up to sing. Father in Heaven, we praise you for the promises you fulfill. Thank you that no word from you ever fails. Thank you that we, today we can celebrate the long-awaited birth of King Jesus, born to bring us forgiveness and peace with you. May the radiant dawn blaze ever brighter until we see the full light of Jesus' never-ending day. Light in our darkness shining in us and through us to the honor and glory of the name of Jesus Christ. and His name we pray. Amen. Great, I'll invite the band back up. And we're going to close by singing a very well-known carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And as we listen, as we sing, why not listen out...